Hey, hello and welcome. You're listening to the Evolvepreneur Secret Show for Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Brian Silverthorne, and it's my mission to help entrepreneurs make a difference and to navigate the often challenging worlds of startup and growth or relaunch. And today we're going to dig deep with our guest and get you some great concepts and strategies to fast track your business. And our special guest today is Catherine Lang Klein. And Catherine is president and co-creator of Portfolio Creators, founded in 2005. And since then, she's placed thousands of people in marketing, design, digital marketing and advertising positions. That's quite an accomplishment. Happy to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. And, and just a slight correction. It's portfolio creative. Creative. Um, oh, what did yes. I, oh, I said creators. Yes. Yes. But okay. you know, it does include that, I guess. Ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yes, all of that is true. Um, I'm from a design background and really just wanted to help other people find work. I mean, that's kind of what I did, you know, prior to this. Um, and what's worked out great is like the first people that I was able to work with were my clients from when I was a freelancer myself. So it just seemed like a natural sort of fit. Yeah, that's excellent. Well, you know, I can't can't have the, uh, an episode of my podcast without making at least one mistake. So <laughs> we, we, we got it out of the way early. So. That's right. That's yeah. right. So where are you hanging out this morning, Catherine? This morning I am in Columbus, Ohio, and that is where the... Um, main offices located. We uh, work pretty much anywhere in the country, but um, since this is where I live, this is where we started. <laughs> okay. That, that makes perfect sense. So you, you, you made the transition. Well, what, in, what inspired you to uh, make that? Well, what some, maybe most uh, entrepreneurs might come to the realization of is that you tend to be kind of a lousy employee which I, after, in hindsight, I can say that now very openly. And that is mostly based on me having a lot of jobs, you know, every three, you know, I have, I have a job every three years, you know, as a freelancer, then maybe two in corporate, then three, you know, freelance, and then two in corporate, you know. Um, and I just, I thought maybe, I eventually just said, well, maybe the problem is me and I should just start my own company. Uh, I, I did get a lot of luck in that, in the jobs that I did have. Um, I learned a lot, a lot. So um, definitely one thing I would recommend for anybody who's looking to start a business, please have a job first. So you know how business runs and then that'll save you a lot of time and you can learn on somebody else's dollar. Um but yeah, that, just having been between jobs at the time and someone approaching me with this idea, it was definitely right in my wheelhouse. I was like, you know what? Maybe it's just time to try something different. And it was a little bit of a spin on what I was already doing. Um, I didn't see it really any different than having like a freelance job, another freelance job. Um, so I just basically just made the leap and started talking to my clients and just saying, you know, it's not going to be me helping you anymore personally, but I can find you somebody else that can do it. And if they're not as good as me, I'm going to show up. And for about the first six months, there was a few jobs that I did show up for because, you know, the database was not that deep yet. Um, but now we are more than confident to have multiple choices for people. Great. So when, when you did uh, actually good advice, get a job first so you know what it's like to be involved <laughs> in the business. Um, but uh, you you mentioned, uh, you know, you were able to go to your clients, but also how, how did you find the people to fill the roles that needed to be filled. So what I guess I'm asking what your biggest challenge was when you got started. 
Yeah, well, the biggest challenge was finding talent. And we basically started tapping into the people that we had worked with in the past. Um, we knew other people in the freelancing community. We knew a lot of people in the marketing community. Um, and then just started letting them know what we were doing. And if they were between jobs or wanted additional work, that they should um, start meeting with us. And we probably met with about three different people every day um, once it started rolling, you know, just, I don't know, as long as I can remember. And I, I think that still kind of continues, but I'm, I'm, it's probably, it's probably more now because we have more people, but regardless, you know, just this constant flow of connecting with people, talking to people about um, who might need help. You know, sometimes it's people's kids that need help. You know, you reach out to a company and you want them to hire you, but they say no. And you say, well, how about if, is there anybody else you know that could use help? And they said, yeah, well, my kid could use some help. And I'm like, you know, fine. And there's nothing better than helping somebody's kid. <laughs> yeah. Remember that. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's just really a lot of word of mouth that we find people, you know, there are times where we have to tap into other sources, but um, I, I feel we have a good enough reputation that people just tell other people. Excellent. That's, that's a great way to do it. Just to get a lot of good conversation in the community out there about you and people will Absolutely. come. So do you, do you have a focus or a vision for your uh, business, say, in the next three years and a plan for getting there? Well, let me tell you, for years we were talking to people about how remote can work. <laughs> and with, um, I mean, that just the talent, you know, being kind of all over the country now, um, people are not um, as needy to have another a person sitting right next to them to do the job we i want to really expand the business you know definitely on a more nationwide level we do have people a little bit all over the country but i think that is just such an untouched market where we can help other people with you know essentially our idea of how to match up marketing people um and the fact that people are now willing to do this because they were kind of forced to do it <laughs> it's a, it's a much easier sell um, they have somebody who might work in Washington state working, you know, for a company in Columbus or the other way around, you know, the, the talent is everywhere. And I would love to really expand that. I think we could really, you know, quadruple the size of the business once we get that really rolling. Yeah. Yeah. That's there. There's a lot of that going on. I know some people are coming back to the office or working some sort of a hybrid, but yeah, and in, in doing what I'm doing here, I talk to a bunch of people that classify themselves as digital nomads. So they're working right, from anywhere right. and everywhere. And as long as people are really open to that, and even if they are like, we're all in the office, but we will be open to remote if somebody has that certain skill set that we're not be able to find here. I, I think even that's fine. Yeah. Um, what's really great too, and I would love for companies to think about as well. I mean, what better way to try out an employee before you like pay for them to move to your city, if that's what you really want to do too. So it could save a ton of money for companies in that regard too, just to kind of test people out before they even commit to hiring them. Great. Good. So you, you, you are looking for people on both sides of the equation since yes. you're the, the middle connecting person. So yes. um, how would people on either side, either clients or people looking for positions find you? What's the best way? Well, the best way is probably just to go to our website, which is PortfolioCreative.com. It has a contact us page like most websites do. And we can, you know, reach back to you right away and start finding out what you're looking for, if it's a job or if it's somebody to fill a role. So um, 
website is the best? Are you visible on any social media platform? Oh yeah, we're definitely, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Instagram, you know, we okay. got the reels going because apparently that's the hot thing now. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, all, all the socials we're on that, but yeah, you can, you could follow us if you just kind of got an idea of what we're like, you know, even from a personality standpoint. I mean, I, I think it's really strong to have, you know, especially like in a Facebook or an Instagram, um, a little bit of your personality because, you know, I think, um, then you know what it's like to work with a company, you know, beforehand, you know, if you want somebody who's like, you know, just buy the book and, you know, whatever, if you want something that's a little more fun and creative, then, you know, that's, that's us. So, um, but I think that that helps, you know, kind of show that we know what we're talking about if we can. Right. Well. Good, good. So from the client side, what's your ideal client look like? Um, the ideal client or and technically the ones that we market to are more of that middle-sized company um, about, you know, seven to 10 million and up mostly because they have the budget and they have the need, but we work with very large companies, but there's a number of um, fortune 500 companies here in Columbus that we all work with. Um, the issue with that is, and I think everybody knows are just, there's more paperwork involved. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's why they're not ideal, but we're more than happy to help them. And we do. And uh, small companies too. Like there's um, some startups and things that are, again, want to try somebody out. And we give them that opportunity to do so by just having somebody work for, with them for a couple of weeks, a couple of days a week until they can kind of afford to bring them on full time. They might just keep having different people all the time for different projects. So we're really quite flexible. But again, that ideal part is probably just in that middle, middle size company because um, it's, it's just a lot easier. You get right to the hiring managers. You can, you know, get people really quickly. They have, you know, a volume issue sometimes, which is kind of helpful for us. So we can definitely fill all those roles. Good. So let me ask the, the same question on the other side. Who, what's the ideal candidate for you? And um, what's their best way to show up so that they would be considered? The ideal candidate probably is anyone that has more than three years experience. I just did speak to somebody this morning who um, has barely any experience and they're actually in a job right now that is not marketing. Um, we're more than happy to talk with people like that to see how we can get them to be a fit with some companies. Some are fine with entry level people, but usually if they have a little bit of experience, that's an easy sell for the other end, you know, when we're presenting them to people because, and, I, and this is how I always tell people, they, they want to see people who have paid for their work already. You know, they don't want to be the first person that's going to say, I'm going to pay you for this job that you've never done before. You know, so if we can get, um, any experience. And, you know, we will talk to some people sometimes like, you know, even if it's people trying to get back into the workforce, I always say, please tell me that you've done something while you were, you know, helping your parents or raising your children, or you had, you know, you were off for your own medical reasons or things like that. You know, did you design a any logos? Did you do the church bulletin? Did you do anything? Because just that activity alone, um, makes a huge difference, you know, because the software changes and they immediately will see, you know, like if you've been out for a couple of years that um, you might not be, you know, up to date with all the latest software and everything. Um, but we can have conversations with people like that too. We, we specialize in a lot of that handholding and therapy that sometimes gets involved with, you know, people who have um, maybe a need for a career change too. Um, back in 2008, we had a ton of people who were journalists coming to us uh, because newspapers were closing and magazines were closing. And, you know, how do you flip these well, people that are just great writers into a marketing role because they don't want to, nobody wants to hire a journalist for a marketing role. So we worked with a lot of them to kind of 
switch it up to be like uh, storytellers and blogs and for content and things like that. And they may or may not have seen that as a possibility, but in many cases it worked out pretty good. Um, so yeah, there's, like I said, some handholding and therapy that goes along with this. Oh, sure. Um, but, you know, we're more than happy to take the time and, and hope, you know, that we can place them. But if not, we hope that we set them up for a job they can find on their own too. Good, good. So we're getting toward the end of the of the episode here. You got just from a general entrepreneurial business point of view, any final tips for the listeners? Oh, gosh, final tips. I mean, I would have to say, you know, um, just to be, you know, persistent in a way that is beyond your wildest dreams because <laughs> um, that's really the only way to get things to happen. You know, you're just like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this and I don't care how long it's going to take. And I'm just going to be tenacious and, I, and they're not working with me now, but I'm going to make sure that they're working me someday. And if not, they're going to know about me and then they're going to tell other people about me because they're just tired of me talking to them. So, I mean, definitely that, that's really how we kind of got over some of the bigger humps on some things and working with larger companies too. Um, and the other thing too, is just be really um, conscious of your, your values and your culture. I know those are kind of buzzwords, but make them re make them real and not just buzzwords. You know, I only like to work with people that I like. And um, if I don't like you, <laughs> you should probably work somewhere else. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but not everybody's a fit, you know, not everybody's a fit. So I, I have to release them into the wild sometime and let them find their true selves. Um, but um but when you get it right, man, it is so fun to go to work and to work with a really sell stellar team. So I would definitely give that as some advice too, to just make sure that they want to keep coming back and, and, you know, treat them with the respect they deserve. Don't be a micromanager, you know, just yeah. let them, let them do their thing. That's why you hire them. Excellent. Well, I think that's a uh, great advice and I'm going to use that as a, uh wrap on another great guest episode of the Evolvepreneur Secret Show for Entrepreneurs. And just before you leave, if you like this episode, please give us a five-star review and maybe share it with a few friends. And if you want to make sure you can catch up on past episodes or not miss any of the future ones, go to evolvepreneursecrets.show. And if you're an entrepreneur and you got a great idea rolling around in your head, let's get it out there today. Thanks for listening.